Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. and welcome back to The Fashademics with me, Laura Arismith-Carter and Sophie Hillier. Hey guys! We are so excited for this one, <laughs> lots to talk about and Sophie has a little bit of exciting news for you. Do I? What's my exciting news? The re- the guest reveal? Oh, I know what the exciting news are, are is, I know what the exciting news is. We literally just started and I can't even speak, what is going on with me? Our news this week is very, very exciting. So as you know, we've changed up our format. We're coming to you every two weeks now. You're getting the regular podcast. We're so pleased that we're right on track. Um, And as you know, before the new year, we did announce that our guest slot will be uh, separate. So it's going to be extra content for you. And boy, do we have some amazing, amazing guests coming up we're actually doing a very special guest interview this evening straight after recording this pod but you won't actually no you'll hear the guest episode so you're going to be listening back so by the time you're listening to this podcast you will have already listened to our very special guest that we're recording with tonight so excited (laughs) can't wait so yeah enjoy that interview we were very very excited about this and then we have a very special guest on the following um guest slot um so yeah loads of great people we said 2023 was going to be the year for the fashionemics and it's we're just smashing it aren't we Laura? we're smashing it bab we absolutely are and we've got lots of hot topics today we're going to be talking about love island we're going to be talking about the apprentice we're going to be talking about greenwashing adidas lots of news lots of things that are happening in the industry so keep listening So my very, very favourite part of any Fashionemics podcast is where we just go on a rant for like 20 minutes, half hour, about all the latest and greatest news in the fashion industry. So this week, we've got a few really interesting and very different topics to talk about, but I'm going to start up by talking about The Apprentice. So I don't watch The Apprentice. I used to watch The Apprentice. I've watched it on and off here, there and everywhere. And actually, um, it was an interesting article that I read online um, on grazia.co.uk. I think it was Lorraine Candy um, who wrote this amazing article. And I think we've touched on workwear before um, and like the, how hard it is to like, dress professionally as a female, um, especially in like a fashion context. But the article that Lorraine wrote was really interesting. It was about this concept of boardroom Barbies and basically why are all the female contestants wearing super fitted, super constraining kind of skirts, blazers? Like, why is this, like, 80s fashion office wear look still, like, the only kind of professional office look that they can be so she's written such an interesting article saying like how can we like break away from this why the apprentice still like saying that a professional woman has to look like a woman in a skimpy dress or something that's really really fitted and I thought that's really interesting and I know we've kind of touched on this before because I feel like me and you were both lecturers in business schools um and we both it's difficult isn't it as young women to dress professionally um And I just thought, yeah, really interesting perspective um, from Grazia um, and kind of calling out like The Apprentice for like, why aren't they up to date? Why are they saying this is how professional women should look in the workplace? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there's a couple of things that spring to my mind. One, why are we talking about 
how women are dressing, should dress, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It should be about their capabilities to achieve in the industry and be successful. Two, I guess it's why are they dressing, I guess, is it Barbie-esque or a certain way? I think it is difficult as a woman because you want to dress and feel really nice in the clothes mm-hmm. that you wear. You want to feel professional, which tends to be a blazer. So it's. I think there's a bit of a debate about around what's acceptable to comment on, but also what's acceptable in terms of workwear. Because you can't win if you wear a trouser suit, an oversized shirt, you know, you're deemed as being unattractive or not dressing, you know, smart when really, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't wear a suit to work when I lecture. I mean, I wear, granted, I wear Mm. a blazer and trousers, but, or a dress and and boots, but I think there's, it's, it's really difficult now. Um, And it's interesting that they all kind of like dressed the same. Is that what the article's saying? They're all very similar in in their attire. Yeah, I mean, I've just got the article up while we're chatting, um, just as a reminder, but the opening line is spiky paint and leather heels, clinging colour block dresses, tan tights. Ladies and gentlemen, against all the fashion arts, The Apprentice 1980s, Bordering Barbie is back. And I mean, I cannot remember, thank goodness, the last time I wore a pair of tan tights, unless I was in a musical, um, and I would wear them as dance tights only. But I don't actually think I own a pair of tights. I just don't do tights. I used to love tights, but only because I am the palest person in the world. So I would have to wear <laughs> tights. I'd have to wear them. I don't wear them now, but I don't I don't wear short skirts. I never have. The cellulite on my legs does not want to be seen by the public. I would not wear a short skirt. It's not for me. You're ridiculous, you're ridiculous. But do you know what? If they want to wear it, wear it. But is it the fact that they're all kind of like quite similar? But then if there was one one person that dressed um, quite masculine, that would that would draw media attention, that would be commented on. So you simply can't win. But is it say, is this article saying that because you have eyelash extensions, hair extensions, you wear pink, that you are dumb that you are stupid that you are not capable or is it the fact that just like let women be so difficult so difficult like I see both sides maybe there needs to be someone on there that like breaks them all I don't know I'm thinking married at first sight I'm thinking you know having gay couples a lesbian couple I know I'm going off in terms of equality but I'm having like why aren't some of these like programs like changing it up like why are they all stop like having to like fit this this mold and expectation going back to the, um, the point you said about suits I actually do wear a suit to work sometimes however my suits are oversized I don't like a fitted I'm not no, I'm, I I'm wearing it with some like cool heels and whatever to be a bit trendy um not necessarily I wouldn't I don't have a tailored suit really because I would feel a little bit I don't wear anything figure hugging to work. I try not to because, I don't know, as a female, maybe I just feel a little bit more, I don't know, aware of it. Like, that's the whole conversation that we're having, isn't it? A little bit more like, I never want to wear anything revealing or, um, and I feel like women have to think about that a little bit more than than men do. Um, you know, men could just have a polo on or a t-shirt and something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the whole kind of like, do you look too sexy? You know, and then it's like, 
it's just this is the thing that I have a problem with is as women you're always commented on your appearance you know you never see a man it's the whole thing about silver fox and a man like if a woman goes gray oh she's letting herself go she's aging a man oh you're a silver fox so it's like if you wear a short skirt oh she's a little bit this she's a little bit that if she wears baggy clothes oh she you know she's frumpy you just can't win no you definitely can't and I think one of the points that Lorraine makes in the article as well is that um like there's so many lovely fashion retailers that do like kind of semi-smart but more fashion focused as opposed to this like clingy scuba looking bright colored dress like there's so many more brands out there like why has this program not moved on in like promoting like different ways of professional wear you know it's such a it's it's a program that's watched by so many people like I said I don't but I know a lot of people that do watch it um and I just think like where's the I don't know what why it's like going back to like the as I say the 50s but were we even allowed to work then I don't think we were were it's quite it's quite dated isn't it even at the even at the tasks that they do, I think it's quite dated and they almost set people up to fail to a certain extent. I just think in terms of trying to give somebody a fantastic business opportunity, is this the right way to get them to prove that they are, you know, a fantastic woman in business to get them to do these, you know, certain tasks that they get to do? Yeah, I think you're right there. And I think I, I did watch The Apprentice very, very early on. Like when it, I mean, how long has it been going now? God, so many years. Um, obviously... I didn't watch it for fashion reasons. I think it's been on since we were at uni. It probably has. It's long term. But don't, I do feel that from back in the day, it was more about like serious business people. About, and I, But I feel like now it's been turned into like a yeah. bit more of like a, it is obviously reality TV. Of course it is. But I just feel like it's a little bit more like they put people in it that, that are for, for TV purposes as opposed to people that are actually really yeah I'm not, I'm not trying to you know say anything nasty about people I don't mean that but I feel like the choices aren't probably the same and it's more about the reality TV focus as opposed to about being uh, successful in business um so I don't know I just think there's lots of the better programs I will say that when I worked in Selfridges um on the fourth floor Karen Brady and her daughter came in to like my area and um I will never ever forget that she clicked me (gasps) and I was just like yeah (laughs) I know and it it, uh, so every time I see her I'm like oh just shouldn't click you shouldn't click people oh god that is mortifying just just never click anybody for the bill shouldn't click anybody for their attention and it it just bugs me so that's every time someone mentions the apprentice I'm like oh she clicked me I'm gonna click you now I'm like yeah I've never been clicked out before apart from (laughs) Pete Pete Pete. there he is oh he's come on he's come on come we're clicking you (laughs) two fingers exactly why oh oh, wow we just got the two fingers from Pete yeah not not nice Uh, we love you really but yeah I mean come on where's the update where's the representing women now as opposed to some kind of old hat 80s like why do professional women have to be seen in figure hugging sexy constraining outfits why can't we just be taken seriously whatever we are wearing absolutely absolutely yeah so I think this the change in professional woman you know you should be able to go into the office in a gym set yeah I am going to watch it to see to see how you know if this article saying that they're, you know, a bit Barbie-esque, it'll be interesting to see if that image matches their 
personality, their aspirations, their capability. Mm. So maybe let's let's watch it and let's report back and see see how it pans out. Yeah. Because are they being forced to wear these things or are they actually choosing their outfits? I mean, come on, product placement, there's plenty of other options. I think they do choose because on Love Island, you take your own clothes with you and then you wear some of the sponsored stuff. Mm. So I reckon they do have to clothe themselves. But I bet there's like restrictions on, as to what they can and can't. Like Probably. Yeah, like can't wear like logos and stuff. Yeah, for them all to rock up in these kind of bright coloured suits and skimpy dresses, it's a bit like there's a there's a theme here. But yeah, what I was going to actually is I don't know if there's something that you maybe you don't get up on your algorithm but I do a lot I'm seeing so many more like kind of business coach profiles and people that are doing kind of money hacks and this that and the other and actually like what I love about you know we've seen like entrepreneurs as these people that are on television that have these big businesses and this that and the other I love that TikTok and and platforms like that are given like like entrepreneurs different platforms and, and ways to to communicate so like I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing a lawyer giving advice on something she's got this really great business that she's given advice on TikTok for and she's just sitting at home in a leggings and a jumper like and like just loads of other people that I now follow for like money hacks and entrepreneurial tips and stuff like that and maybe like I don't know they're changing the face of how business people should look and I love that I don't know if that makes any sense but I just thought to you know we've got to move with the times haven't we and, and how these things are delivered is absolutely apprentice a little bit old hat and done with now I don't know I don't know yeah I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, Pete's nodding. Yeah, I don't mean, yeah. Dated. I'd love to know what the uh, listener ratings are. I think we should move on to our next uh, topic, which is also related to reality TV. Love Island. So, yeah, Love Island. The new series starts tonight, I think. Oh, I won't be watching. I won't be watching. So, I mean, we talked about Love Island last year, didn't we? And we did applaud them for the collaboration with ebay and this has come to light for the second year in a row are you gonna watch tonight law i mean i don't really have anything better to do so i probably will tv's rubbish this time of year so i'm kind of like i'm just gonna go for it i'm gonna i'm gonna dabble i, I don't think i'm gonna be committed but i probably will tune in to just have a little lucky lucky you know I won't be, but as always it brings up some really interesting fashion stories doesn't it and controversy um it does. Lord, there's so much better things on the TV right now. I mean, Happy Valley. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait till next Sunday. Never seen it. Never seen it. But I will start watching it because, as I said, I don't have anything better to do. And this time of year, I feel like TV is shocking. There's nothing on. Or I've watched everything. Traitors is finished. So what am I going to do with the rest of my time? I'm on episode 10. Don't talk about traitors anymore. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So good. I love it. Traitors. So good. Happy Valley. And then Love Island. Come on, Laura. I thought better of you. No, I know you love it. I know you've always loved it. I know. It is a bit of a, it is a, bit of a dip, isn't it? But It's all good. I'll forgive you. But I will watch it, you know. Um, I definitely won't be. There's nothing like seeing beautiful people in swimwear in January that makes you give a what the fuck moment of I need to step on the scales. <laughs> so I'm going to torch myself tonight. I'm Ridiculous. going to watch a little bit. I'll probably have a bit of a cry with my cream egg. And then tomorrow I'll snap back into it and start the diet. No. <laughs> I mean, it is Blue Monday today um, as we're recording this. So No. I'm, no, I'm, a, I'm eradicating Blue Monday. It doesn't <laughs> exist. It's ridiculous. I've had a great Monday, so let's... I um, haven't. I had to go get my car fixed, which cost me a fair bit of cash. So not feeling so jazzy as you today, but we move. Nothing jazzy's happened to me today, but I'm just like, no, 
know what I'm like. I'm living my best life. I'm doing the magic. Manifesting positive energy. I am. I'm doing the magic, um, which is I always find something magical in my day. But anyway, we've gone from Love Island to magic. Yeah, back to Love Island. So last year we talked and we did applaud Love Island and I was still kind of... Um, support their decision to bring in ebay as a sponsor yeah um so it's not really going to be a repeat of last year's conversation that we had when we were talking about love island because yeah it's a great move it's a more responsible move and however i did put a poll out on instagram a couple of weeks ago for our listeners and said is this like a legit move because you like love island actually cares or is this like kind of greenwashing the program and ticking boxes and a lot of our listeners says they feel like it's more of like a tick box exercise and it's a bit little bit greenwashy-esque if that's a word i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah own that word i agree go on what do you reckon i think it's nice that they have collaborated with ebay because i am sick of seeing the adverts for the fast fashion retailers all the time and i think it just makes it I guess more environmentally friendly program. However, yeah, it's 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 the same, isn't it? Same old, same old. It's not going to change. I mean, I guess uh, what's what's the demographic of Love Island watchers or consumers? What is it? What do they want? They they want to go on holiday. They want like fashionable pieces. They want things that they have seen celebrities wear. So, are you actually going to get that on eBay? Because once it's gone, it's gone. It's a one piece. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really promoting any like mass production and and mass consumption. Sorry, of certain items or products. Um, because if it's I don't know, say someone's one of the contestants is wearing a pretty little thing, but they got it off. Obviously, the producers and the styling team have got it off eBay. What's the stop consumers just going on to pretty little thing and ordering it anyway? Yeah. Like, and I do. I just think I don't know. Maybe I'm making big, big sweeping statements, but is the Love Island consumer someone? that buy secondhand clothes i don't know but we have seen like pretty little thing launch secondhand resale site so it's interesting i don't know it could go both ways but yeah i completely see your point is it trendy to buy secondhand off ebay but also if i'm going to buy secondhand i don't tend to go on ebay anymore i'd go on vinted or depop I wouldn't, I don't really use eBay. No, I, I use eBay, but not for secondhand clothing at all. I think Depop is, uh, um, I mean, I use Vinted more so than Depop, but I think that's completely stolen. Because there's no feed though, that's the thing. Exactly, it's all built in, it's brilliant. Like the post, it's all just so much simpler. And oh yeah, I really, really do love Vintage. My other thing is, that, let's just hear me out and see what we think. So I saw that the contestants were announced like a week ago on Facebook or I saw some news article. And of course, as always, super skinny, super tiny, ripped men, washboard stomach abs, same for the females, no diversity in body shape. And every year they promise the same and they don't deliver. Again, we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to delve too much into that. But obviously to read the comments and see people going, hang on a second, like, again, really? Yet again, and it's just a bit boring. I know, I completely agree and it infuriates me. I read one article, whether it's true or false, I don't know, but I read it. Um, and it said that this one one of the girls that's going into Love Island had spent £5,000 on having like cosmetic things done because she was like, well, I'll make it back when I come out. And I'm like, this isn't something that we should be encouraging. Like, yeah, I mean, 
a little bit of filler here and there, what, a bit of Botox, whatever you want. But to promote like £5,000, what the hell have you had done? And also accept who you are. Love Island shouldn't, like she'd obviously gone through the interview process and they've accepted her and they want her on the show. She doesn't need to change her appearance to, to be accepted or to find love or surely the whole point of a program where you're going to find love is that they love you for you. For who you are, yeah. And you know what? I don't know if you saw this, um, and I'm hoping you did, but if you didn't. So basically, when they're on the program, normally friends and family run their accounts, don't they? Um, yeah, It's now banned. The accounts have to be kept yeah. dormant, which is, I saw some people say, well, how could that work? Because obviously, they're still going to get followers, but it's the algorithm. If they're not posting and not engaging from that account, the algorithm's not going to... Um, not going to build with its followers surely so therefore like actually when they come out yes they might have a lot of followers but is their reach and their engagement going to be very good with these followers because yeah. of the um and I just think you know we've we've said about Love Island before and we've said about um the mental health element has been you know so many things that have come about I think it's a really clever move because like you said there's too many people coming onto this program not even to find love they want they come on to find fame yeah and it's that's not what the whole concept of the show was about originally that's what I mean some of these reality shows just need a good old update and a good old refresh um but yeah like I just find it odd but I also think like they're still they're still gonna get trolled like it's I don't think it's 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 protecting their mental health by banning that because they still could get trolled when they come out they're still it's gonna be a well it's a shock anyway when you come out and you've got all those followers but I don't know it's interesting, but I think they have, they're going through processes, they're going through changes, they need to shake it up. But yeah, you're right. I, I've seen up people say, well, they're not going to be as famous, they're not going to oh, be good. these big influencers when they come out. But surely that's not that's, what it's about. Yeah. Like, we've got enough of them anyway. Exactly. You know? It's boring. And I just think, you know, that, that, I don't know who the girl is that you just said that she's going on and she's had five grand worth of fillers and whatever and she's going to come out and make it back hun you're not gonna know so I actually almost feel a little bit sorry for the people going into it this year because they have these expectations of what they're going to get out when they come out and then channel four have changed the rules um so yeah. I don't I don't know yeah. it's an interesting one but m- my point was before we went off on an epic tangent as always that it doesn't sit right to me that this program is showing it cares about the environment by using eBay yeah I know it's sustainability and then I'm going to go like inclusivity and diversity, but that they're like kind of pushing their sustainability. But then when it comes to diversity and inclusion, they're like down here and it's just so off balance. It just makes you think like, what, like, what are you doing? So like, I don't know. It just makes me look at the, look at the concept of the program and be like, what the hell is going on? Like, you're saying oh you're all sustainable and you're trying to do like, yeah. good things for the consumers and look after the mental health of the contestants. Yeah. Like, you're not putting any people on there that are real and relatable. Like, it, it just doesn't match. Exactly. Let me report back on the next episode and I'll look at what the adverts are in between, you know, in, in the advert breaks to see if it is eBay, to see if there are any other fast fashion, to see what the people are like, see what, what representations we have. Yeah, and I'll let you know. I'll let yeah. you know. Save you watching it, Bab, you know. Take one for the team. Oh, Bab, thank you so much. I can get like a little daily summary from you because I just, I just can't. But I just feel like sometimes like you have to, 
like I know I have to find out about these things because otherwise I'm not going to we can't make our content relevant and we can't like you know we need to have these conversations because it's what maybe our listeners like and so it'd be interesting to hear again you know because our listeners seem to uh, see through these tactics of using eBay and think there's it's a tick more of a tick box tick box I can't get my words out tick box exercise than than something that's general um which is interesting so yeah let's see what comes from love island and last but not least um i wanted to bring up um adidas so adidas for um one main reason and then there's a little bit of a rumor that i want to just mention and we'll probably pick up again on a future podcast but i i've seen that adidas actually lost their long um long-term short case uh, short case oh my i haven't even been teaching today it's just january it's just just <laughs> just stealing my voice maybe it's because i've been shouting at the tv with traces so yeah adidas have lost um it's 7.8 bi- uh, million not billion <laughs> i'm such a nervous etc million lawsuit against designer brand tom brown and i looked at this i actually hadn't heard of this before and heard of this case but it's because it's been going since 2007 so it's a long long um a long uh lawsuit that's been going on and finally the new york jury ruled in favor of tom brown i completely agree with brands protecting their intellectual properties their creative designs and and all these things stripes right i don't know adidas i'm really sorry no you can't take stripes off the table. You don't own stripes. It, it takes me back to Joe Lycett, Hugo Boss. Yeah. For anyone that obviously caught up on that and what that was all about, Hugo Boss was suing a brewery for using the word boss. Boss? I'm sorry. I say boss every day. I refer to <laughs> my boss. <laughs> That's a joke. There are so many designer brands that rip off small businesses and copy that. That I completely understand because you've got these people that, you know, everything's handmade, they're doing it themselves. And then you've got these big old companies that are ripping you off. But I'm sorry, you're right. It's a flipping stripe. Get over yourself. <laughs> like, we've got pinstripe. We've got, like, honestly, I can't even cope with it. Bore off. Like, give me something you know give me something bigger than this exactly and you know what i think i'm pretty sure it was they had four yes they had four stripes so like hun i don't understand like it's four stripes like do i need to go and rip up all the stripy clothing in my wardrobe i I don't think i've actually got that much but you know what i mean sorry adidas okay it's laughable it is laughable um i just don't you know i do get some some stuff like obviously some designers when they get ripped off but this I mean, is just taking the piece what a waste of money look at aldi i mean they rip off everybody and i love it i'm here for it and they actually have banter about it on social media all the time and it's hilarious and brands accept it and aldi accept it and they said you know what i am ripping them off but you know lol so just get over it, adidas there's bigger bigger things to worry about in it you know it is but also there's a little adidas rumor which i did i saw this earlier on instagram and i straight away googled it so i was like oh my god we're recording tonight we're talking about adidas anyway i was like oh my god what is this um and then there was links up and now the links have been deleted so i don't know how true it is i don't know how legit but it sounds pretty cool if it's true and hopefully we'll know something more about this but there was stuff mentioned about adidas bringing garment workers onto their director's board um and actually getting their input and i thought i mean if this is true 
I think that's pretty amazing. Love that. What an amazing move. Like instead of make, you know, so many businesses make assumptions about the needs of workers and all these things. So if this is legit, which I'm really hoping it is, mm-hmm. what an amazing way to like start 2023 in terms of like maybe like starting a, a rolling snowball effect of the brands doing it. Because actually by having those people and those lived experiences and people, you know, culturally, you know, depending where these factories are, then that'd be amazing so I'm thinking I'm crossing my fingers that that's true completely agree I think you often find as well that they say you know that people that work on the shop floor actually know how the business runs better than the people in the head office so this is a great opportunity for them to get hands-on information about how the business actually operates and they can make impactful positive changes so I think it's you know if it's true I think it's fantastic and I hope other brands follow suit what a great, great idea. So hopefully we'll be reporting back to you in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm just wondering whether it's accidentally posted or maybe, you know, some news has to be delayed at certain points. Um, so we have no idea, but it sounds really, really cool. And we've got nothing but great things to say if a brand has made, um, you know, that move to do something like that. So I think, you know, a, a, a good a good week for the fashion industry. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm buzzing for Tom Brown and to be able to you know win that case and stand up against a giant like Adidas in this moment. Um, you know Love Island Apprentice, come on, is, we need to shake things up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what comes of it all. Absolutely. So this week's like to know, I absolutely love this. So this is a brand actually that I'd never heard of until one of my students had. Um, I did their digital marketing project on it um, a few months back. Actually, I say a few months back, nearly a year ago. Um, and it's a brand called Jackamoose, which I think now we are, are all much more familiar as a kind of luxury retailer with the cutest handbags. Love them, love them, love them. Um, so they're the tiny ones, aren't they? Yeah. The really small ones that people carry. Yeah, like the bright colours. Yeah, they are fabulous. So I'm very glad, thank you to my lovely student, I won't name them just in case, for bringing this brand to my attention. But I saw this and I've seen it retweeted and shared across Instagram. And I think this is really cool. So Jackamoose, I mean, I'm actually not sure what the, pro- the product is. It looks like a little glove. Could be wrong. But basically someone has dropped their little Jackamoose glove thing in the street um, on Bond Street in London and I've DM'd Jackamoose on Instagram and said um, I found this on the street obviously this is someone's obviously they know the worth obviously they know the brand name um, any chance you can find the owner so Jackamoose have taken like the screenshot and put it on their like main page um, to say like okay someone's obviously lost this this um, what actually is it I can't actually see what it is so this is a real story yes yeah. So somebody's actually messaged the brand and said, hey, somebody's lost a glove. Yeah. So they've reposted it to say, like, right, we need to find the owner of this glove. It's hilarious. I love it. Love it. It's the best customer service ever. It's the best customer service. And you know what? For, like, a luxury brand, I think it's really hard for luxury brands to connect. I've talked a lot. I keep banging on about value co-creation and if Liam's listening to this again he just proved my my book chapter on value co-creation he'll be laughing right now because he's an avid listener um but I don't think luxury brands are sometimes as good with uh creating co-creating value with their customers unless it's in like a physical space where they're like they've got obviously really good customer service so for a luxury brand to post this on their feed People and brands are so precious about their feeds, aren't they? And the aesthetic of their feeds. This is very true. I think it's 
a bit of a gamble, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. it's paying off because the comments are brilliant and it's just humanising the brand. It is. It's going to be like Cinderella because everyone's going to be trying to like find the matching <laughs> glove and does it fit, you know? Love it. I mean, some, some of the comments are amazing. Maybe we should contact them. I think we should. Maybe we should like be retweeting it and not retweeting it, resharing it on our Instagram. But it's brilliant. Um, like Someone actually hasn't. Let's comment and say, I've lost my whole wardrobe. Can you, <laughs> can you send it me? Can you send me a whole wardrobe? I've, I've lost the whole thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> We'll get some freebies. I love that. Loads of people. I'm just reading through the comments. Someone's put, oh, this is the best customer service I've ever seen. Someone said, Cinderella. And like Chakamoose is like commenting back and having really great banter with its customers, which I just think is so, so important. And so important for a luxury retailer to actually have that connection and almost like a bit of banter with their audience. It's very modern for a luxury retailer. It is. Like, I'm just, I mean, I'm scrolling back through like most of their posts. There is a couple of personal posts, which I quite like. Um... But, like, I'd say 95% of the feed is still, like, really, like, aesthetic. It's all about, obviously, the product and, and things like that. It's very artistic, isn't it? It is very artistic. And I just think that is a really cool post. You know, they didn't have to do that. They could have ignored it. I'd love to find out if they actually get this um, glove back to someone. I hope this makes the news and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I think we need to share it and then we need to reunite it's a great post in terms of kind of like pr for the brand to be sharing it and share like everyone's going to start sharing this so it's great pr for them yeah absolutely so great brand i like the fact they're breaking the mold a little bit as well reaching out to their customers humanizing themselves oh yeah i think this is a great pr i think this is a great pr exercise but i feel like this has come from like a genuine place of yeah let's reunite the owner of yeah. this glove I don't know what did I call it at the start I didn't say glove <laughs> I don't know what I thought it was <laughs> I think it is a glove though I think it's, it is a glove I mean I'm really blind because it definitely says glove in the in the caption <laughs> 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 so go Jackamoose So thank you very much for joining us again at the Fashademics. We hope you are loving this consistency because me and Laura and, of course, producer Pete are literally like, yes, smashing these pods out. It's so exciting for us to get a bit of routine. So we really hope you enjoyed um, today's episode. Also, actually, while we're on the subject of producer Pete, he's got a fan page. Someone has created a fan page. On Instagram. I love this for him. We love it for Pete, but actually, we were number one fans. Amazing. Pete's just come on camera and laughing at us. <laughs> we're number one fans. <laughs> Paradise Circus Band, producer Pete, we absolute are. legend. We love him. He's the hidden fashademic. Everybody follow. Everyone follow Pete and also follow his fan page because it's just absolutely brilliant. We don't have a fan page. I'm really sad. That's it. That's going to add to the 2023 goals. We need a fashademics fan page because <laughs> we're going to be influencers oh, i don't know but yeah everyone go follow pp and also follow the fashion emits he's the backbone of this <laughs> he absolutely is the backbone he puts up with us thanks for listening guys <laughs> speak soon <laughs> make sure you follow us on instagram you follow us on spotify you download you subscribe all those nice things we've actually had a really nice influx of reviews as well. Laura's just trying to cut me off. <laughs> Laura's just gone. <laughs> I'm going to tell the world that 
people jingle. are loving it. No, don't insert jingle. No jingle. No jingle. <laughs> but the reviews are really, really lovely. So thank you for taking the time out to write those. It means a lot. 2023, we are coming for you. Goodbye, everyone. I need to get one of fluffy things. Get a muff and it will come for tomorrow if you order it from Amazon tonight. Can you send me the link again, please? <laughs> just, just search Mike in WhatsApp and it will come up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I don't want to... I did actually have a look on the weekend, but then I um, I thought, what if my muff isn't big enough? <laughs> you know, these muff sizes are a real struggle for me. I've seen your muff. <laughs> I've seen your muff bag. It's big enough. <laughs> extra large muffler. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.